Have you ever in your entire life seen anything so beautiful? I'm sorry, I don't know anything about stamps. Live from a mildewed storage unit with a leak in the ceiling, this is the award-winning stamp show here today, episode number 247, brought to you by the Southern Nevada Philatelic Research Center, a nonprofit 501c3 corporation for the advancement of philately. This is Tom. This is Cash. This is Scott. This is Mark. Today we are discussing storing your stamps. As many of you might know, some time back we were on Storage Wars. I think we are safe to tell you the backstory now. Cash? Well, uh, if you go on the internet and type in Stamp Collection Storage Wars or Dave Hester Storage Wars, you can actually watch it. But a person found, or excuse me, Dave Hester, not a person. He's the guy who goes, yep. He found in one of the storage units a uh, stamp collection. And he... That's more appropriately a box of stamps. Yeah, a box. Well, yeah, a, a stamp accumulation. And they brought it to PSE, and Steve Patillo was uh, working with us then. And so he, Steve Patillo got on TV to look at the stamps. And it's an interesting backstory because uh, it was a one-day shoot. They shot, like, the entire day. How long it was, was it? more like about four hours, four or five hours. It wasn't that long. I thought it was. Okay. Well, it was a long time. The funny thing that I remember was there were two guys sitting in our lobby all day with, like, boxes of potato chips and candy bars to give people snacks. I never saw that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Catering? Of course, I spent most of that time yep. in my office. Yeah, yeah. There was no catering. It was just a guy with a box of snacks. That huh. that was the catering for this. Yeah, probably for the show staff. I guess probably. So anyway, uh, Steve Patillo spoke in front of the camera because he's the one who went to Storage Wars and got it. Uh, you know, he went to several places, including uh, Pawn Stars and stuff like that. So anyway, uh, Dave Hester brought in this. What was it? Was it one box or two boxes? I see there were two. Uh, I don't know. Uh, there was enough stuff. It could have been two, but I thought it was just one full box. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff, though. But it was full. But it also stunk to high heaven. Well, yeah. <laughs> and you noticed it more because they used your office. Yeah, yeah. They, it, we had, our conference table was in Cash's office. And it's funny, too, because uh, in the background... They had me, I have this shelf of all these knickknacks, and I still have it downstairs. And they uh, had to have me take all the knickknacks off, like I have Phineas and Ferb stuff, and I have the raccoon from uh, Gal uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and stuff, and I had to take all that stuff down because it, like, wasn't tra it was trademarked and you know couldn't be on TV and stuff, so I had to like, clean my shelf. But anyway, so uh, they went through... And like I said, the stuff was very badly mildewed. And uh, Steve was talking to him and going, you know, this is worth a couple hundred. This would be really, really great, you know, if it wasn't so badly damaged. And they said, no, 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 give, give the undamaged price. Wonder if it wasn't stored in a storage unit. You know, wonder if it was actually. And so uh, he 
said it was worth $4,700. Spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler alert uh, from, what, four year, five years ago, six years ago? <laughs> well, if they're going to go watch the video. Yeah, that's true. If you haven't seen the video, then spoiler alert. Anyway, so he said $4,700, and I think Dave Hester won that show with his $4,700 stamp collection. But realistically, Steve goes, well, it's worth more like 200 bucks <laughs> because the damage, it was so badly well, damaged. Well, not only that, there was a lot of modern material, mo what we, we consider modern, but you know, stuff from the 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s, uh, up through probably about the 80s. Yeah. Um, but there was a lot of that kind of material, which has a, uh, some of it has a fair catalog value. But uh, as far as actual <laughs> Real market value, value yeah. it, it's much, much less. Although he did, as I recall, he did have some covers that were really, that were better. Right. He had some better covers, but the thing that they put on the uh, TV show <clears throat> was the 80 cent uh, C46, was it? The 80 cent uh, Hawaii stamp. And... Steve Padillo talked about how it was used to ship orchids and stuff like that, and they got a real good close up on it. That was the stamp that they really. Well, I think to. they also had a he also had a plate block of that. It which, was yeah, it was a plate block of it, and uh, you know, so this is the valuable item. And honest to God, I just broke up a plate block yesterday to pay postage on an envelope. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for me, they're eighty cent stamps, <laughs> so you know, uh, but that was the big thing. So anyway, what we wanted to oh uh, also, <clears throat> I made some mementos because uh, Steve uh, Steve got a hold of some of the stuff, and I collect Philippines, and so he gave me some Philippine stamps, and I got them certified as X Dave Hester. <laughs> <laughs> so so you know my my mementos for uh, so I have X Hester PSE certs. But the, uh, I had to clean them and, you know, I, I used bleach. Don't use bleach unless, you know, extreme circumstances. Unless this was an extreme un circumstance. Unless you don't really want your stamps to survive in yeah. good condition. Yeah. Well, this was not, I wasn't really saving stamps. I was saving Dave Hester. You were saving mementos. <laughs> yeah, yes. I was, yeah. But so don't use it. But I could not figure out a way to clean these stamps. I mean, so eventually, like I said, I just soaked them in lighter fluid and bleach to try to get the smell out of them. And uh, it got rid of the smell, but it also, you know, the no. stamps are totally not looking like real stamps. Yeah, well. So, Scott, what, what do you have to add to it? Do you remember anything? Um, my, mo my memento is a picture of me standing outside my office door talking to Dave Hester. I have a... Somebody took a picture of us and gave it to me, so that's my memento of that. But other than that, I, I, haven't, see, I haven't seen the clip in since shortly after it was shot. But uh, uh, yeah, no, I just remember that uh, Dave Hester wasn't the big asshole he appears to be on on this program. Oh, he no. was actually a really nice guy. Yeah, yeah, and he uh, was nice. Yeah. He, you know. He, <laughs> You're not one of those guys that gets in your face. He's very, very uh, easy to talk to as well. Oh, he walked in. He he shook everybody's hand. He introduced himself. He, you know, we all knew who he was, but he still introduced himself. Hi, I'm Dave Hester. And you know, it, it was 
he was very professional and very nice. He was not, yeah. Uh, you know, well, he has to have a persona on TV. Right, but, but he didn't have the big ego that you would normally associate with somebody like that. No. Well, maybe. Which, you know, and, and interestingly <clears throat> enough, when we were, when we were located in, in Orange County there, we were actually fairly close to his store Oh and, yeah, and uh, and the store for um, the auction house, uh, Brandy and, and oh yeah, yep. and uh, Jared, and uh, they were all I, right in I've, our area. I've actually met both, and uh, Dave Hester was by far the nicer. Yeah, yep. So it was a life-altering moment. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. After that, PSE just skyrocketed. Yeah. Everybody brought their stamps. So actually, a lot of people do bring their stamps. So except that we don't tell them that they're $4,700. We tell them that they're $200 or less. Well, Tom, today you had a person come in. Yeah, I found uh, going through some of his mom's stuff and had a book of stamps fall out of an old Bible. So he decided he wanted to bring them in because he wanted to see what they were worth. And it was... Uh, a mostly used, I think there were five stamps left, um, booklet of eight-cent magenta Eisenhower stamps. Ah. And he wanted to know because it had the little, had a little thing on the side talking about how the, the gum was changed on those hmm. so that they the didn't have gum? to have the, the paper in between. Right. So Let he thought, see. he was like, well, there's like some weird instructions and stuff. I'm like, no, this is what they used to have the interleaving so that the, you know, the gum wouldn't stick to the pa- the face of the other stamp. And this is just saying that, hey, it's intentionally not here. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's a new type. So. Of, it's a. It was a. I I guess that was uh, when they introduced uh, the dry gum. Right. Yeah. Which has a, a matte finish to it instead of a, a shiny finish. And it said something that effect, you know, this is a, the gum on these is, is a dull, dry gum that, you know, allows us not ha- to have to use the. The interleaving. Right. The, but they, but they, it, was, it, it doesn't say interleaving. I it know was basically what we call it was saying, even though these do kind of don't look like it, they do have gum on them. Right. Is basically what it's saying. So you were Dave Hester today, and uh, you were to- or you had to tell him how much was this worth? Well, the com- the stamps are obviously they catalog twenty five cents, which is the you know minimum catalog value in Scott, or that the book, if it were complete, which it wasn't, was like seven bucks. And so it was worth. Face value. A dollar twenty five if you go by Scott catalog value for the five <laughs> stamps that are left in it. Five five times eight cents or forty cents. Yeah. yeah. So I, said, I, I told him I said pain. you could still use it as postage today. Yeah. But it's still <laughs> yeah, but the you entire could... item wouldn't mail a letter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he uh he donated them <laughs> and thanked us and said very nice things about us for being, you know. Told him we're not going to try and snow him. He says it's not what the business we're in. I'm going to tell him straight. Oh yeah. So he was happy that he get he had an answer. Yeah, people who want to have stuff identified. If you can take a picture on a cell phone and blast it on over here, uh, call us up. I'll give you my uh, cell phone number, and we we do this all literally all the time. So how do you store stamps? Very carefully, so well, they don't get damaged. Well, it depends too. I mean, let's start with. I mean, let's start with an album. You put stamps in your album, right? Yep. 
Okay, that's one way to store them, or a stock book. Yeah, but or how go do you... go bigger. How about a banker's box? Well, mm-hmm. the you don't want to just dump your stamps in the box; they'll they'll get damaged. They'll end up like they do on storage wars. Yeah, or worse. Yeah, if you're going to put them in a banker's box, if you're going to put them in a banker's box, put them in a stock book or something like something where they're a little bit more protected before you put them in the box. How about a lot more protected? Yeah, big giant Tupperware box. Yeah, if you live in an area that's susceptible to flooding, would you recommend Tupperware containers for your albums? Yeah, Uh, short term, yes. But if you notice they've gotten wet, I would take them out and air them to make sure that they don't have any moisture has gotten in there. They don't get any mildew, anything like that. You'll get, if they, if they were gummed stamps stored like that, you'd give a whole new meaning to a block of stamps. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I yeah. have seen that. It's a yeah. brick. A brick is literally a brick because they will fuse together. So you don't want to just store it in a cool, damp place. You want, you want uh, normalized temperatures. Or even if you don't, if you put it in a storage unit. Put it in plastic bags. If you're going to store it in your garage, if you have... Well, but you can't. You have to make sure your storage unit is not going to be subject to high heat either. Yeah, but if it's high heat, your stamps will still but the, survive. But, but the gum can get soft yeah. in high heat. <clears throat> yes. And when the gum gets soft, it sticks to whatever it's... <laughs> yeah, man. Whatever it's yeah, that, it's next pretty, to. It's got to be pretty high heat. Well, actually, you know, if you have like a garage in the summertime. I mean, short-term high heat is probably okay. Uh, a long-term high heat, not okay. Yeah. And uh, I, I mean, like if, un, you, if you have a bunch. Insulated Las Vegas garage, not recommended. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're driving across the country and you have a box in your car and your car gets hot while you have stop and have lunch, that's one thing. It's another thing if you're going to stick it in your attic and leave it there for a few years or stick it in a storage unit and leave it there for a few years. That's different. Well, that's the thing. You know, your kid goes off to college and you take his stamp collection and you put it in the garage. My suggestion would be to get a big old Ziploc bag and put it in there because otherwise... Ziploc bag is going to do two things. One, it's going to protect it physically from outside... Uh, agents such as bugs, moisture, things like that. And the other thing is related to the moisture is it's going to protect against changes in humidity. Mm-hmm. Um, when it gets really dry or really damp, uh, those conditions are both bad for stamps. So by putting it in a, a Ziploc bag or a plastic Tupperware container that pretty much seals, uh, you're protecting it from those changes in the humidity. Yeah. Um, it's going to change a little bit because some of it, it it's going to get through a little bit, but um, it's going to have a very uh, significant dampening effect on those changes. Oh, I remember one person when we, this was back when we were uh, on the second floor in Santa Ana, and this couple brought in a stamp book, and they took it out, and I opened it. And a cloud of dust and mildew rose out of it. And I immediately like walked out the front door, stood on the outside and said, here, take this. This is valueless and it's a biohazard. (laughs) (laughs) And so, you know, they, they thought, you know, it was an old collection. It was, but it was in such bad condition. I mean, it was really a health hazard. And that's the first time I've seen something 
that bad. Well, yeah. Um, another thing, if you're going to store things, I mean, I don't know about anybody else, but I have a lot of albums that sit on shelves. As do I. And as most collectors probably yeah. do. Um, and you want to you want to store them vertically. You don't want to lay them down because you don't want to stack albums and have all that pressure on your stamps because pressure can be bad too. Um, but uh, you should take your albums out every once in a while and flip through them. It airs out the collection, prevents mildew. Um, a lot of times it'll actually keep bugs from getting into your collection because they don't like to be disturbed. Uh, you know, a bug bug gets in there and he starts munching on your stamp or on the gum on the stamp or something like that. Um, he wants to be left alone. If you take your albums out every month or two or three and and flip through them, enjoy your stamps. Enjoy your collection. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, page through that stock book and see if there's anything you might want to trade or sell or... Or maybe they're, you're collecting something and there's a hole. And, oh, yeah, and I need to fill that spot before I put it in my album. Uh, but do that and air out your collection every once in a while. And uh, that way uh, it prevents a lot of that mildew and, and bug damage that can be so detrimental. Speaking about albums, let's talk about uh, storing your stamps in an album. I use Hingeless albums. So they already have the split mounts in them. Well, hingeless albums are uh, can be quite expensive. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, if you're going to do U.S., which I think a lot of our listeners probably do, um, I like the the Mystic stamp album, the Mystic hingeless stamp albums, because they're much more affordable than the uh, other pricier. Well, yeah, obviously they're pricier. Um, things like Lighthouse and, and uh, what's another? Shawback. Shawback yeah. um, for whatever reason, Mystic has figured out how to produce them at a lower cost. And Is that I don't the know. Mystic Heirloom? The black, yeah, I think it's black the, Heirloom albums? Yeah, I think it's yeah. the Heirloom Hingeless. Also, a neat thing about the Mystic is on the back of the pages, they tell the story about the stamps on the next page, which yeah. I actually kind of like. Now, I, I remember when they came out, I reviewed the, the volume one for uh, for Don Sunman. Yeah, he gave and, you a free one. And uh, the only... Grafting corruption. Yeah, <laughs> he gave me a free one to review. And uh, the only thing I found is he was missing actually missing a stamp. And I, I don't know if it was ever corrected. I never got a response after I sent him a, a note a review. I've never seen the review published, but uh, um, I don't recall if they've ever actually fixed the error. I as, I would assume they have, yeah, because uh, it was a pretty common stamp that was missing. No, yeah. but uh, so if you don't have a hingeless album, so if you don't have a hingeless album, or you click. And there are foreign hingeless albums for for uh, countries other than the U.S. Oh yeah, um, but th like I said, they they are more expensive generally. I I actually collect hingeless albums. I'll get a hingeless album, then I'll collect the country. <laughs> I um, that's one of the reasons why I collect used stamps. I don't have to worry about the gum, and I can just use hinges. Oh, me too, <laughs> me too. But anyway, uh, if you're collecting mint stamps. Uh, definitely recommend mounts. And then uh, there's a whole slew of mounts that are available. 
You can get the uh, the Scott mounts or Showguard mounts, I think, is the other. Or, and uh, Hawid are the three uh, acetate-based mounts that... Yeah, are, don't use crystal mounts. Don't use crystal mounts. I would use the acetate-based mounts. Uh, they're generally split on the back. I don't like using those. <laughs> and yeah, uh, like the top, if you, the top, yeah, if I like loading, the V ones. In, instead of getting the pre-cut ones for the stamp sizes, if you get the strips and cut your own, get oversized strips, and then you can cut them down and you put them in the album. And it's just like having a hingeless album. Yeah. yeah. What know. about uh, storing your albums in a safe? Well, I would make sure you have some desiccant in the safe. Because um, you don't want moisture buildup in the safe. That's a little packet of plastic beads. Yeah, it's a little packet of pla- those plastic beads come in everything from like photo boxes to vitamin vitamins and electronics, and I mean they come in all sorts of stuff, photographic materials. I just put that in my salt shakers. Yeah, it's not salt. It's not. No, huh. it'll kill you. It's silicone. It's silica based. Um, but Tastes anyway. Good. Anyway, uh, I, w- I would just throw a couple of those things in there in the back of your safe along with your stamps. Now, would you recommend? Yeah, actually, a, I do the same thing. Like a fire safe? Like rated, some kind of rated fire safe? or Well, that's generally um, what somebody's going to have in their home. But um, obviously, you're putting it in the safe for security as well as protection from fire but honestly more damage when you have a fire in your home more damage occurs from smoke and water than it does from the actual fire uh, unless your entire house burns um, because they use water to put it out and then the smoke just permeates everything so i would make sure that it has a good seal and and uh, that it's uh, rated for being doused with water if you want to protect your stamps yeah, and we're talking about safes that are like for home use, not right. You know, the the safes we have here at PSE, you don't want to have these safes no. fall through your floor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And just as as with any home safe, you want to make sure it's properly installed, secured to the floor, uh, secured to the wall, whatever. Um, I've I've heard horror stories where somebody will go out and buy a small safe and put it in the floor of their closet, and they don't bother to actually read the instructions on how to install it, which basically means you drill a hole in the floor of your closet and run a bolt through the inside of, from the inside of the safe down into the, the uh, floor joist. So that you have to open the safe in order to access the bolt. Right. And, and then, obviously, then you can't pick up the safe, yeah. as in a thief coming in, oh, there's a safe. I think I'll just pick it up and take it with me. Um, and that's really what's going to keep your... Uh, items from being yeah when lifted. we when we had our safes uh, installed you know we had to go through our insurance company and the alarm company and everything like that we also had to do some construction <laughs> and reinforce the floor yeah <laughs> and, and they literally said you know so often a person will steal the safe right and so if they steal the safe they can spend hours trying to open it in another location yeah, yeah. just bang on it with a rock yeah <laughs> Well, our our saves our two our saves weighed what fifteen hundred pounds. Yeah, some guy's not going to run up and yeah. carry one of those off. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so, but I mean, watch Storage Wars sometimes. How many times they find safes in the storage units, and they sit there and they throw them on the ground, and they bang on them, or they, you know, they get a hammer and a, a screwdriver, and they they figure out how to get them open. Yeah, and most of the time they don't open them through the front door. They open them through one of the sides. One of the sides will break off, or or they'll take out the hinges. Yeah, or get, something like yeah, that. Just. Yeah, they destroy the safe to get to what's inside. Yep. But it it actually happens quite frequently on Storage Wars. Yeah, if you really want to uh, protect your stamp collection, I see people all the time. They get the large, not the normal size, but the larger fireproof um, cabinets. And it has a lock on it. You know, it's no, it's nothing impressive. But, you know, if you're going to, it'll protect you. From fire, it'll protect you from the casual thief. It won't. Nothing will protect you from the guy who wants to steal your safe and drag it through. You well, know. that's pretty much true of anything. Yeah, it, if somebody's determined to steal it, all you're going to do is slow them down. What that about, said, how many times have we heard uh, about stamp collections being stolen? Quite often. Really? I never yeah. hear it. Oh yeah. Oh, I yeah. mean, except for uh, one per. You know, dealers. Well, I, I, I get alerts through the dealer associations uh, describing stolen stamp collections. Yeah. Uh, probably one a month. One at a least. month? Wow. Yeah. I, I don't see that. Now, as, as, as far as... Um, dealers, dealers getting ripped off, I see. Well, that happens all the time because they go to a show and they're not paying attention. Right. Some guy just starts stealing stuff right off his table. But. Yeah, but... Actual stamp collectors, like out of their house, I have I can't recall ever hearing yeah. about one. Well, of a lot of them don't get reported too. Yeah. Still, you know, a lot of you know the APS because I see the bulletins also, but the bulletins are almost always uh, some mail package was stolen or something like that. You know, it's, it's uh, you know. I don't, I, this is totally anecdotal, but I don't see it. Okay. What about uh, taking your stamps to the bank and storing them in a safe deposit box? Well, that's, that's really super secure, really super safe, and really super, you're not going to look at your stamps. Right. A um, couple, uh, a couple of stories. Um, I know a collector who is actively buying graded stamps and, he keeps all of his graded stamps in a safety deposit box along with the certificates. And the way he enjoys his collection is he makes photocopies, color photocopies of the certificates, and he puts them in a book. Oh, that's okay. I understand and that. And that's how he enjoys his collection while his collection is protected in the safety deposit box. Yeah, because there's no way to screw up a photocopy. <laughs> so... You can sort your stuff. You can, uh, yeah. you know, it's there. You can find the additional stamps. I upgrades. mean, that, that's fine if you if you're inclined to do that. Um, another story: uh, a collector was, um, and this is a true, a fairly recent story. Collector was looking to buy an actual inverted Jenny, and it wasn't the money that really he was balking at. It was, I need to protect my stamp. How do I protect my investment? If I'm going to spend a six-figure sum on a, on a stamp, I want to make sure that uh, you know it doesn't get a corner crease or something else from ha being handled. 
and, uh, and dropping the, your the, coffee the deal, on it. The or dealer something. that was trying trying to close the sale was like, I don't know what to do. And so I suggested, well, why don't you have PSE encapsulate the stamp? And uh, and so we discussed it for a minute. He says, that's a really, really good idea. I think I will. And a couple weeks later, we got an inverted Jenny in. The, the dealer brought it out. We encapsulated it for him. He took it home and closed the sale. The guy was very, very happy because now he had a stamp that he could show to his friends. He could put it in his pocket and carry it around yeah, because right. it was protected. Toss it across the table. Hey, check this out. Yeah. Because it was protected. <laughs> and he was just tickled pink that he, you know, he had the money. Now he had the stamp. I'm and actu- he was really happy about I'm actually that. surprised that uh, encapsulation hasn't. Well, taken on more, you know, and that's a topic for a whole stamp, whole show by itself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah it, it is. But um, I would say if you're worried about protecting the really expensive items, that's an option. Yeah, uh, it's yeah, not, not for gonna, everybody. You're not going to encapsulate a 25 cent stamp. No, <laughs> and, and obviously, if you want to put them in an album and things like that, that's it makes it much more difficult. But if you're talking about an investment like that, yeah, it, it, it's an option. It gives you a lot of flexibility. And uh, another thing, while we were in in, uh, Santa Ana, um, out of the blue, I got a package from the Postal Service. Oh, I remember that. And it had a nice letter. Yeah, we were cleaning out our sorting equipment, and we found this item, and it looks like it belongs to you. We don't know where it came from, but... It piece, turned piece out of mail. A piece of mail. And it turns out it was an encapsulated stamp. It wasn't an expensive stamp. It was an 11 cent fourth bureau or something like that, 13 cent. Uh, and, but it had the, the PSE label in, inside the encapsulation. And uh, apparently they found it in the sorting equipment and it had been there for a couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they, so they sent the stamp back to PSE. And, uh, there were a few scratches on the outside of the case, but other than that, well, the package itself was mangled. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, you, they couldn't they couldn't tell who the original sender or recipient was, so they sent it to PSE. But uh, I, I thought that was a really great endorsement for the durability of a, an encapsulated stamp. No damage to the stamp at all. Well, in coin collecting, everything gets encapsulated. Well, yeah, if it has any value. When they started encapsulating, I said, you will not see an unencapsulated uh, Zeppelin stamp. And today I have been proven 100% wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, and those that's a good example. For many collectors, that's uh, above their budget, shall we say. Yeah. Uh, and if, it, if it's not, a lot of times it's, you know, they stretch the budget to get there. Yep. Um, and so items like that would be certainly uh, candidates well, for coin, encapsulation. Well, the coin collectors who submit stamps always get them encapsulated because they know. They, they, well, it's pretty almost required now. You, you it's can an draw, option. Yeah, it's you can, not to not to, but, but uh, yeah, no, everybody gets their coins encapsulated. Yeah. Um, but then again, coins don't fit that well in an album. Yes, there are books, you know, the Whitman books and things like that that you can put your coins in. Uh, but most people like to be able to see both sides, and you can't when you put those in a book. Yeah, uh, Stamps are a little bit different. They have designs only on one side generally, 
Although some of the newer, some some stamps have uh, printing on the reverse. Well, why don't we talk about this at another show? This is a really good topic about encapsulation. Okay, we'll give so, both sides. Anyway, on. that's an option. Did you want to talk about uh, stock cards? Sure. All? Let's go over stock cards real quick, well, and then before we'll you, take before off. you skip the stock cards, I just wanted to say I've been poking around while you guys were talking, and Mystic has a three volume heirloom album. That's sixty bucks, not hingeless. Right, their hingeless heirloom albums run about one hundred and fifteen to one hundred and fifty dollars for each book. And I think Lighthouse and Shawback generally run three to four hundred dollars per book. Well, Palo Palo is advertising a lot of stuff. I, I'm still looking for a hingeless Philippines album because I collect Philippines. Palo, Did you Palo didn't, huh? Davo? Davo. Davo? Davo, uh, neither Davo or Palo, and I believe they're both owned by the same person. Oh. Uh, but they are two separate companies. Did you send them a request? Uh, no. <laughs> well, try that, because, you know, if, you know, they say they do the world, and they say they're hingeless and in yep. color and stuff like that. Um, send him a request. Say, hey, well, I noticed you don't have a Philippines album. We'll do a podcast on a on an unboxing of a Hingeless album. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Mystic uh, sent you a free album. Let's see if I can uh, get a free album. To review on the podcast. Hey, Paolo, you want some free advertising? Oh, it'll cost you as a book. It's worth a try. Yeah. I mean, you're, you, you haven't gotten anywhere if they say no. Yeah. So. <laughs> We we have yes to, we have yet to be a, uh, sponsored by somebody so uh, yeah we're open to sponsors you know who I would really like to get is like Nike we all wear Nike clothes while we do the podcast yeah so everybody can see that right <laughs> <laughs> so shall we take off you were, uh, gonna, you were gonna discuss stock cards oh so okay. one thing about there's a number of different types of stock cards. You have the small manila ones, like you can get the full-size pages, you can get the small stock cards, um, or you can get black uh, stock cards. They usually, some come with cardboard, and some are uh, a plastic, and uh, they're cautioned with the plastic cards. They're great for protection, um, but there is a uh, chemical that's used in their production that produces a little bit of uh, sulfur, sulfur gas, I guess. And when you open a new pack and flip through them, you can kind of smell it. it smells a l- little bit like rotten eggs. Um, so your orange the, and your red stamps yeah, turn Yeah, that's the kind brown. of stuff that causes orange and yellow stamps to turn brown. Um, I would make sure you air them out before you put your stamps. You know, just give it a little a uh, little puff, uh, blow on it a little bit to to just air it out a little bit before you put any stamps in it. And then I would not recommend long-term storage in the, that kind of uh, a holder. Yep. So they're, stock they're cards, great for short-term, though. My my comment on stock cards is uh, the plastic ones, the the ones that have the clear plastic on them, look really, really, really good. And the ones that have the glassine over the front look really, really sort of off, cheap. Cheap. Well, the ones with the really nice plastic, if you catch your stamp even a little bit, you will slice your stamp in half. Well, you can. You can. It is invariable. You will invariably ruin stamps. 
unless you spend a lot of time uh, putting them inside and taking them out because, like I said, they have perforations and you'll catch a little perforation and all of a sudden that perforation will be laying on the floor next to you. Well, the same thing could be said for stock books too. So, Yeah, but again, the uh, ones with the glassine on front, you tear the glassine. So it's really a question, do you want to tear the stock book or do you want to tear your stamp? And almost right. always the answer is you well, want you to tear the Well, you have the same choice with, with uh, stock books as well. Yeah. Now, are the Manila stock cards, those are safe. Uh, I have yeah, never seen yeah. anybody ruin a stamp on one of those. Um, what I see with those is you get um, bent over corner perfs and stuff yeah, like that yeah. by sticking them in the pockets. Yeah. Because, uh, first of all, you can't see it once it goes into the pocket. And so you don't know if you're starting to... So you to, start a crease, you don't see that it's there, and you basically make it a permanent crease by putting it in there. Right. And if you jam it too far down, you try to get it out, you might lose a perf tip or something yep. like that. So, Yeah, yeah. My, my suggestion... But are they the are stock, a cheap way to go. Oh, incredibly cheap. Yeah, my suggestion is always and always has been the uh, glassine front stock cards. Those are the ones that I like. You've been listening to Stamp Show here today, episode number 247. This was Tom. This was Scott. This was Cash. This was Mark. You have been listening to Stamp Show here today, seeking to advance all levels of the stamp collecting hobby through news, information, and collecting advice. Visit us at stampshowheretoday.com to listen to the show, view images of the items we are talking about, and read the show notes. You can also continue the conversation on Facebook at Stamp Show Here Today and on Twitter at Stamp Show HT. If you have questions or comments about the show or have any topics you would like us to discuss, you can email us at stampshowheretoday at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and as always, keep collecting. Stamp collecting happens when we dream together.